What do you want me to do? You just want me to hit you. Come on. Do me just one favor. Why? Why? I don't know why. I don't know. Never been in a fight. You? No, but that, that's a good thing. No, it is not. How much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? I don't want to die without any scars. So come on. Hit me before I lose my nerve. Oh, God. This is crazy. So I... go crazy. Let her rip. Hey, I don't know about this. I don't either. Who gives a shit? No one's watching. What do you care? Wait, what? This is crazy. You want me to hit you? That's right. Like in the face? <laughs> Surprise me. I'm gonna be your mighty king, so enemies beware. Well, I've never seen a king or beast with quite so little hair. I'm gonna be the main event, like the king was before. I'm pushing up on the king down. I'm working from my boss. <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. I don't know why you guys are are not appreciating my my disc jockey skills here. <laughs> are you auditioning for Rick Dees on the weekly top forty? This is what happens when no one else wants to edit the podcast. <laughs> So hi and welcome to the Unnamed Movie Podcast. This is Andrew. This is Damien. And this is Douglas. We're back. I'm trying hard not to say it. Why won't I? I was I was giving Douglas space to actually say it, right? Because I knew it was coming. Right. I'm like, I'm not going to be bothered to like talk now and then Douglas make his <laughs> dumb joke and then I get upset at him. No, I'm going to let it all happen and then I can go after No, he's fucked it up. He's fucked up his own dumbness, which usually he can't even fuck up that most times. So, you know, fuck it. It's like we're bad people. Yep. Um, talking about bad people, we're here to discuss the 2020 film Jungle Land. No movies came out this year. <laughs> Sunlight. You're gonna be good, Lion. Tell me I can see it. I can see your future when I close my eyes. We got it all laid out in front of us. We're not gonna lose. Something wonderful's happening tonight, ladies. I can feel it. Come on, give me a little roar. Let me hear you roar. Oh, man, I'm trying to focus. Give me a little roar, lion. So, yeah. Um, the film Jungle Land, directed by Max Winkler, um, starring Charlie Hunnam, Jack O'Connell, um, and Jessica Barden, um, co-starring the one man who I wanted to see in this movie, but only showed up for like two minutes. How dare he, Mr. Jonathan Majors. Um, the film is about two brothers in who are running around hustling, doing illegal boxing matches, and they somehow find themselves owing money to a very bad person who sends them on a trip with a young girl down to Las Vegas or wherever. I've forgotten the direction they went. They Reno. went south. They went to Reno. Um, and they think they're on their way for like 
stardom to go and fight in this event called Jungle Land. However, things happen as movies like this go. The movie is the movie's been dubbed online as pretty much like a a grimy redo of the fighter in which these the boxer and the trainer are just like awful people the 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 heart of gold boxer and then the awful the awful brother who's just doing what he has to do to like keep them alive and all of these awful situations but it's a blend somewhat of that with like a weird road movie in which in my mind this movie didn't start until like the 40 minute mark where it kind of finally hit the question as to what bad is going to happen what really bad is going to happen like everything up to that point had had very slight levels of bad in which like the boxing match goes poorly you got jonathan majors coming in and doing his scene that you see in all the trailers where he's like i need you to do this job for me and he has this like eerie sense of like evil mob man but not really like going like he'll stab you at any minute but he seems nice enough for the most part like he he plays that role well and oh my god i want more of him why didn't i get more jonathan majors in this movie douglas i love jonathan majors in 2020 why because he's in good things and he's doing good things in them he's in a show (laughs) he's also he's also in the spike lee movie which is really good in which which um I would never know if he's yeah. good in because um it's, it's a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have I have caught on to Jonathan Majors this year. Okay, leave me I alone. Like, I like when Douglas is dismissive using things that he uses to <laughs> love shows. He's just like it's in action. What if, what if that show was, um, was Sabrina Queen's, the Teenage Witch? No, what if that show was no. Queen's Gambit? But then, this is how Douglas sold that show. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, is yeah. in a show, and I love her. But here's the difference. The show that he's talking about is a show. The show that I'm talking about <laughs> is a good show. Like oh, he's okay. good okay. Right. All right. I'll, I apologize. <laughs> Anyways, all I'm saying is that this movie was supposed to happen for me to solidify um, Jonathan Major's nomination for MVP of 2020. Um, Sadly, he wasn't in enough of this movie for me to really make that point this year. I needed more Jonathan Majors. Um, (laughs) Um... but yeah, so as I said, the story of this movie, um, these three individuals, um, Charlie Hunnam, Jack O'Connell, and Jessica Barden, um, playing Stanley Kraminsky, Walter Lyon Kaminsky, and Sky, young girl by the name of Sky, are all in this car heading to Reno to deliver this girl to whatever address um, because they owe the man money. And this movie is a movie which plays on all of the it somehow blends together all of the ideas of all of these road movies as well as this, these these like fighter-esque boxing movies in which you kind of have to go by these two rules, which is how much shit will these three people get in together just going on the road and having experiences? And then you have the boxing element of just those two like training and the fighting and all, which to me felt secondary once the story got really going into the road movie section in a really off way and it, i don't know what it was but that 
but just the way those two kind of played off each other just completely like threw me off in this movie i don't know if it's because in the advertisements there is literally no mention of the road movie aspect of this or at least it didn't feel like there was much of a mention of it for me it was just the boxing movie and i'm like i want my boxing mob movie um so yeah, yeah that happened yeah i agree i mean it was really cheesy when he ran up the the, the steps and like you know got all excited they didn't have the they didn't have the remix version from creed creed has the best version of that song that is incorrect <laughs> never said that again <laughs> um and then creed kills ki- kills black panther like everything comes together as one right? can the do la do a um war machine thing in the next Black Panther where they just get Michael B. Jordan to come back as Black Panther this time <laughs> and <laughs> never mention it. Just don't say anything about what is taking place. Yep. Just I love how people have actually like started talking to me about that and they're like, listen, do you remember like technically you never saw him die and I'm like, oh we're going there. <laughs> No, but, <laughs> but I mean, in their defense, him, yeah, just, comic books have taught them to go there, yeah. right. and just don't call him whatever he was called in it. Just pretend that he's the same Black Panther, like the John Chill thing. Like, don't actually make him the real Black Panther. Just switch it up. He'll just be T'Challa. Yeah. <laughs> no explanation. No nothing. <laughs> rolling it back. Rolling it back to Jungle right. Land. Right, um, <laughs> I think I think the one Turn fault of this movie, the, book. <laughs> the Jungle Book, the Jungle um, Book, yes. The one fault of this movie to me was that it was okay. Like it, it felt like a movie that was, as Douglas would put it, technically good. Like it, it, it had all of the elements there. Everything felt like it was well put together i loved and i mean we are big fans of jack o'connell from startup days mm-hmm. right jack o'connell did the business right in this movie um and actually you know who else in this movie i really loved but i didn't re- it didn't really hit me until the movie was over and i think it was partly most of it was my jonathan majors upsetness that there wasn't enough jonathan majors um was the other gangster guy at the end of the movie who I don't know if it's that I liked him or if I just like the whole setup of that scene, but mm-hmm. that scene really played out well for me. Yes, he is and very I... menacing at the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he made a ter- terrific final boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie, this movie to me at the end of it, I'm like, sure, it wasn't a bad movie, but is it a movie that in non-2020 years we would be saying, like, this is worthy of remembering and talking about at the end of the year. I don't think so. And I think that's my one true fault with this movie. It feels like it somehow skirts its way into that little middle pocket where you're like, I'm not upset at this, but I'll probably forget about this in, like, five years. Um, I don't know where to go from there, so you guys take it away. Yeah, makes sense. Um... You've you've kind of hit the nail on the head for for me, right? So uh, you you've touched all of the main points that I would have said. I as I said to you when you picked this this movie, I said, "Oh, that's cool because it was already on my watch list because 
anything with Jack O'Connell in it is automatically uh, a, a part of so, uh, some sort of list of Douglas needs to watch this because Startup was amazing. He was amazing in it. And ever since then, I have really um, had a, a, a watchful eye on him. Um, despite things like, say, working with Charlie Hunnam. You know, <laughs> you're a mean person. <laughs> um, to be fair, he doesn't actually, get to pick which British person comes out of England and goes to Hollywood with him. He doesn't true, get to pick. True, and right? to be fair, Hunnam did his work, so I, I really can't. I can't argue too much with what he did here. He 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 was perfectly acceptable in this movie. But I'm just saying, for a hot minute, a second ago, I had to question myself if Hunnam was British or not. I just wasn't sure. <laughs> right? I He's just like double checked. Yeah, he is British. <laughs> um, but so the thing about this movie, and and I will go back to Jonathan Majors. You say that's his name, um, Jonathan Majors. For me. I know a lot of people love this show, but I feel like they love it for, for the wrong reasons. But he's in just a show. It's not particularly special. It's fine, right? And I, I, I don't want to, to, to make it sound like I'm putting down the show. Actually, at the end of the day, even though I had a lot of problems with the show, I didn't mind it, right? Oh, I have so many things to say about that show. I didn't bring it back up on the podcast, (laughs) but I have had so many thoughts on that show since it ended. Right. Um, But in that regard, he was in this movie, and I can um, confidently say with regard to that, that he was in a movie. It wasn't great. And and the, the, the disappointing thing about this movie and Andrew said it again, is that it felt like it could have been a great movie. Um, it had all of the, let's call it Oscar Beatty, right? Or it's not really Oscar Beatty, but no good movie Beatty sort of things, right? It had the tropes that allowed, allowed it to, to feel like something that would have been... Uh, uh, well liked critically you know the you you have the two key people and the difficult situations and the emotional connection and the um uh, difficult um decisions that they have to make and 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 the goals that they're trying to achieve all of those various things right generally are put into the pot and stirred up and um if you do it well enough you can transform it into something that, at the very least, um, it might not actually be good. But when people like me and Damien come out at the end of this movie, we would say, oh, yeah, oh, I like that. And have, you know, generally uh, uh, pompous things to say about how, um, you know, the auteur um, made cinema and yada, 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 right? And this felt like it was trying very hard to do that, but it just never really came off. And and it felt like they accomplished, they, they did their jobs, but they, it just never went that extra step, which is unfortunate because, as, as Andrew says, um, this is a movie that 
because of who is in it. In particular, one fella by the name of Jack O'Connell. Jonathan Majors. Fuck him. <laughs> Charlie Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> Lena's brother. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, because of Jack O'Connell, I always hope for the best. But unfortunately, this movie was, and I will say it in the words of the crazy man from Mad Max, mediocre. I'd just like to put a, put a footnote on this movie. Let me make it perfectly clear, people. If two random people show up at your shop and offer to fight you for the bill... <laughs> Yeah, Don't the fight that guy. No. Yeah, the answer is no. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, I don't know how people get tricked into this. Um, but I mean, you're you're there, Douglas. I, I also, by the way, I was like looking through the casting list, and I I found I found out the guy who was the 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 main boss as the final boss, as David is calling him, Yates, um, played by John Cullum, um, who like. I don't know why, but he just came off great. He uh, he reminded me a little bit of um in the in the movie The Town, the guy who played the the florist, mm-hmm. something. Oh of, yeah, like, I know he um, wasn't the exact character, but right. like just Kobayashi. something about, like the yeah. <laughs> right, just some old, terrifying, <laughs> troubling man. Like the second you see them, you're just like. I don't want any. I don't care what it is you do. The answer is no. <laughs> um, like something about, you just go like that. They got that character right in my yeah. head. Um, <laughs> when you think of bad old person and you see their face, you're just like that is correct. <laughs> um, but I mean, also like as a road movie, I feel like it had a lot of the positives of a lot of good road movies. I, I think one of the one, one of the mo- road movie moments that popped out to me in this film was um, the scene where the scene where they're at the school and she like takes him on the stage and they do like this whole dance thing and that like was a really great scene and I feel like that's the thing with this movie. It has a, a handful of these scenes that I think are actually really great but it still feels like a movie that's like middle of the pack in a regular year. Am I wrong, Damien? All right, so now that you people have done shitting on the show that I like, uh, this isn't a regular year, Andrew. <laughs> maybe, maybe if nine million movies came out this year, I'd agree with you people. But boy, I tell you, I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie a whole lot. So much so that I already had it bookmarked for whenever the Blu-ray comes out on Amazon so that they can notify me because I'm going to get me this movie. Um, All the parts work. Like, the movie isn't a great movie. I don't think anyone would claim that. But everything about this movie is good. And so that that is all I need in this 2020. I don't need... I don't need anything spectacular. I just need... A competent movie that is well acted, a story that's easy to follow. It's an hour and a half. Everyone acted the shit out of this movie, including the people Douglas hates. <laughs> Where, where's your Jonathan Majors love? I need Jonathan Majors loving uh, in here. Absolutely not. That's why I need this. Oh dear you! Everybody, there's nobody. No one was let down. In their performances in this movie. Her parents 
appeared for 10 seconds and they seemed to loathe her face. That was good. She's terrifying because she seems on the one hand so innocent, but you can see that she's made a lifetime of shitty decisions. <laughs> the brothers are clearly out of their element. It reminds me of the the other Safety Brothers movie that I didn't enjoy the first time. Good time that, or the good one? Yeah, good times, right. It reminds me of that movie. It, it, it isn't as manic as that movie. It, it, the char- as the characters have it, the characters kind of feel like they would have yeah. been in that movie. Yeah, yeah I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's, it's two grown men making the dumbest decisions. <laughs> they can just a series... Listen... A series of unfortunate events is what this movie should have been called. Because they're dumb and they only make progressively worse decisions. And I mean <laughs> you watch it. The the part the, the only part that I think is this movie is let down by and I understand why they do this. It is because this movie all movies can be tailored to me and Douglas. Koreans can't make all of these movies. The end of this movie is too... Like this, the end of this movie might have well just had a Hollywood sign blinking in the background saying, we needed a goodish ending. Like, things... You can believe things worked out at the end of this movie, which is not how this movie is supposed to go. This movie should have ended with his face on the mat, him opening his eyes to see his brother being taken to prison, and then credits. That is... That is the end of this movie. No, there's no hope. Do you, do you like have some like terrible ending for the woman in this mix? No, she she did. She's the only one that did something that made any kind of sense. She baited him into letting her go. She's like, come to a, the second she's like, come to a hundred before you go outside. I'm like, oh, she's ghosting this fool immediately, and she did. Why is she coming back? What at what purpose? does she have of coming back to these lunatics? None. Doesn't make, like, that is the part of the movie where I'm like, oh, this is a Hollywood movie. Like, they had to make it, the movie f- would have felt too bleak for, I guess, some audiences if they just left it like, listen, they made terrible decisions and so this is the result of people making bad decisions. But everything up to that point was was all the way to my liking. The dialogue was good. The tension between the brothers was good. The, 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 when they finally confront each other in that um, that pizza joint, best scene in the entire movie, because everybody's reaction was well-earned and justified. Like, dialogue worked. No one felt like they were dreaming up anything out of place. In fact, there was when she roofied him, in the scene before when she, when she crashed the car and tried to goat him into fighting I thought that the movie was going to do the obvious thing and have him punch these guys and then they would have to be on the run but no like the other brother showed up and he was in he had no intention of fighting anybody and I'm like alright alright movie let's see where this is going and the movie went basically the only place it could go with these two idiots making a string of terrible decisions. And I qu- I quite enjoyed it. There's nothing about this movie that I felt let down by. Um, and listen, I know Douglas has severe hatred for one of these actors. <laughs> <laughs> but 
he might be my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> He's I such will, a shit. No, I will give him this, and I said it. No, he does do well here. <laughs> yes, Andrew, I'm talking about Jonathan Majors. <laughs> <laughs> I will not let this podcast end with us not telling us how great Jonathan Majors is. All right, Andrew, Andrew, Jonathan Majors, for the 13 seconds he was on screen, for, his suit was fantastic. And um, yeah, yeah. He was in it. He was definitely in this movie. Mm. Andrew, <laughs> I'll tell you, he's definitely in this movie. Um, oh, I hate you all. I. Here's what here's a detail that when I saw it, it made me smile so hard. Seeing them drive around in a yellow Range Rover made me smile so, because only criminals have yellow vehicles. <laughs> I realized <laughs> I realized at some point in my life that only criminals drive That's not yellow true. vehicles. That's not true. If you want it from courts. <laughs> Again, only criminals <laughs> drive yellow vehicles. Um, it made me smile so hard. Like, hearing the older brother's um, dreams of what he's going to do with money, hearing the younger brother dream of opening a laundromat and there'd be two Ks and that's the hook that gets people in. Um, hearing the older brother tell him that he gave him everything, including his fashion sense, just... Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, this movie is in maybe in in another year. This movie would have fallen out of my top 10. I would have been, I'd have forgotten this movie immediately or whatever. But not, not this year. I am 100% in for this movie. I, I really, I like it. I don't know because there's nothing specific that I can say um, about your criticisms because I think you're right. I think both of you are right. I just it just doesn't matter in this. <laughs> it's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty gave you such a low bar that you're like, I'm in. Yeah, and here's the funny thing, it's right? One of those. So, I think I like this movie despite no. I don't listen. I try a. To not invoke a night's tale where it is unnecessary, <laughs> right? Because very few things are as bad as a night tale while being as tremendous as a night's tale. But is this movie Son of Rambo-ish type good? Maybe. I think I'd give it that. And if it's there, then it's just a few steps away from the pinnacle of bad to good movies, which is, of course, we should probably have that as our award, <laughs> the A Knight's Tale of whatever year it is award for movie that, is it good? No. But is it good? Yeah, it's very good. I'd just like to throw it out there since you bring up A Knight's Tale. If we took this cast and we threw it into A Knight's Tale, I feel like it would work really well. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, let Jonathan Majors play Count Admir. Mm-hmm. Let let Jack O'Connell the play pop- the Paul Bettany role. No, there's no there's no Heath Ledger though. That's the problem. No, no, there is a None Heath Ledger. It's clear. Cars, Charlie no. Hunnam is Heath Ledger. Oh, <laughs> Charlie Hunnam is. He doesn't have the charm. <laughs> he doesn't have the charm. I've seen City of Z. No, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam has to play Alan Tudyk. Right. 
But Absolutely who, not. Who plays? Who plays? Um, Heath Ledger. I don't know. Huh? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Let's let let's let Yates play Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> that, you're making a different movie. <laughs> you're making a horror movie, and I do not want to watch it. You know what? What's really sad? So, Damien, at least you're saying the right things. At least you're saying you like it because you like it because it's good, right? Mm. And that makes you say this is probably going to be in your top 10. Damien, 2020 has been such a shit year that mm-hmm. I truly believe what I said about this movie. Mm-hmm. That this movie is mediocre, maybe a step beyond mediocre at best. And I cannot say for certain that this is not <laughs> in the 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 ten Top movies five. that I <laughs> that I like the most. I I could still be like, you know what? I guess this gets in the top 10 because I just don't like any other movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how numbers work. <laughs> I, have, I have like a running list and this movie is like right outside of it, but I think I'm bad minding it. Like it might roll in. Who knows? <laughs> right? When the year is done. I can't do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, 20, let's, let's leave 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good comes from discussing 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can we put TV shows on the list? In that case, uh, maybe there's more. A video game is going to top my list. Just <laughs> point Nope. Just <laughs> point anything you feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Where would I find 10 movies to put on my list? Birds of Prey times 9. Uh, nope. <laughs> Birds of Prey is many things. It cannot be the number one movie of the year. <laughs> like Garrett. Also, did it actually come out this year? That is no, I saw it in the theater before this whole shit I ended. it came out in, 20, in last year. Did Isn't it not? It feels a long time ago. No, this year. This year. 14 wow. years at this point. I have no idea what to talk about. <laughs> If any of you come on and are adamant that some movie from three years ago is 2020, <laughs> I don't think I have it in me to argue with it. All right, Murder had a re-release. I'm counting like, it. Like, my my number one movie for 2020 is Taken. Okay? All right, cool. <laughs> my number one, you mean the movie I've watched the most in 2020? All right, cool. <laughs> check and check. <laughs> So moving along, because I think we don't really have much more to talk about Jungleland. Um, Damien really likes it. Yes. Um, yeah. he, just, he just likes watching cartoon monkeys sing songs. So. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. So I have a story to tell. Boo. Right? <laughs> um, and it involves Jungleland. So the last podcast we did, which was Possessor... Mm-hmm. Um, you guys enjoyed a fun voice note from my wife, yep. Renato, <laughs> proclaiming us banned from picking movies for the podcast. She's not wrong. Um, it immediately got me thinking, and I decided for for the next podcast, what I did was I presented her with three movies, and I said, "Pick one." She picked Jungle Land. Um, we then subsequently watched all of the three movies. She had to pick before watching the movies. 
Um, we then subsequently watched all three of the movies because she immediately said she had to know if she had picked the right movie. <laughs> because she thought the other two would be good, but because she was like, look, I just need to confirm that I was right. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the other two movies that I had presented to her to watch and we watched were um, the Miranda July film, Kajillionaire. Oh, oh boy. Um, as well yeah. as well as the film by Jim Cummings, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, so talking about these two movies, so I'm going to start with Kajillionaire, right? Um, because I feel like it's the easiest one to discuss because none of us have any hopes for this movie, right? Yep. Yeah. Right. It's Miranda July. I don't think we've liked anything she's done. That um, is but she, but she continues to make films for audiences that we're not a part of. Oh, right? I know Wolf of Snow Hollow. I want to watch this movie. Looks good. Um, no, you don't, Douglas. So, Kajillionaire. <laughs> this movie is so unabashedly weird in every way that Miranda July films are continuously. It feels almost like somebody had taken the weirdness of um of um what's the name of that guy who we decided we don't want to watch any more of his movies i'm not i'm thinking of ending things oh um, charlie kaufman charlie yeah. kaufman and then threw in just richard jenkins being fantastic into a movie and then just kind of let it all shake out there are times in this movie that feel weirdly just just sweet and fun and awesome because it's about this family who are all con artists, but they're not, they're not Ocean's Eleven con artists, right? They don't go for the billion dollar, the billion dollar grift. They look for the small things. Like for example, when the movie just starts, um, the people are taking a gift voucher to a, to a woman and saying, can they cash it in for money? And they're like, can I get a rock instead? That rock looks expensive. All sorts of dumb shit. Um, and you can see that there's like an emotional stunting from the the daughter in this family um, played by Evan Rachel Wood. And eventually at some point on one of their cons, they meet Gina Rodriguez um, and she becomes like an attachment of the family as she starts to integrate and everybody plays around. There are times in this movie I really like, but this movie on a whole is not good. <laughs> Right. This movie is 90 minutes long, and if I could edit it to YouTube clips of my favorite scenes, it'd probably be like around 20 minutes that I could I could watch, and I'd be like, yeah, I remember loving those scenes. But the rest of this movie is just not. It is a Miranda July-ass Miranda July movie. And as, as much as I enjoy seeing people like Richard Jenkins and Evan Rachel Wood and Gina Rodriguez just have a time including a scene in which they enter a man's home in order to rob him only to discover that he's in the process of dying so they decide to do him a niceness of pretending to be his family like clinking plates and making it sound like people are in the house because he's been alone forever um the movie still remains bad and not a good movie um, I am shocked. Which led, which led Renata to being one more movie stage to being correct in her decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right. Which then leads us to the next movie on this list. The Jim Cummings film, um, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. 
I fucking love this movie. It's also this movie. Nice to watch. It really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> this movie is like the. Th- this movie, I feel. Well, I felt to be to be specific, is really made for me. Like it is. A, it is a genre ass ridiculous movie about um, this small town in which um, people are being murdered, women are being murdered, and body parts are missing. And people continue to suspect a wolf is doing it, like a werewolf-ass wolf. And there is a police officer played by Jim Cummings, the writer-director, who is like, look, dog, that can't be real. This is going on. And you continue to watch the progression of this um, murder mystery go on with the complete decline of this man's mental stability um, happening at the same time the movie is perfection i don't know if you guys saw his film from the year before um thunder road no but i remember you you sung its praises at the time <laughs> <laughs> um it has a lot of the same ideas from that movie of just the the continued continual progression the continued degradation of this man's sanity and his life as things just come crumbling down around it he is in the position of work in which he is like a a number two, a deputy of the of the police office. His father is a sheriff, so everybody sees him as like this this guy who you have to be you have to respect, but no one really likes him because he's an asshole. Right. Um, and they're like, but his father is a chief, so we have to kind of we can we can't just tell him to him face, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's an alcoholic. But he always comes off as someone who sees himself as like a a, a great detective, kind of like a Fargo character played yeah. by um, Francis McDormand. And the movie doesn't completely rub that thing out, but he definitely isn't exactly that. And it, it's just a great like tonal comedic movie of just ridiculousness of seeing how far the movie will go in how crazy an image it will portray in this man, right? of how far down the rabbit hole he goes during this investigation. And at the same time, you have this werewolf, not wolf investigation going on, which the movie continues to take you down that rabbit hole of, could this be real kind of stuff? And it is incredible. I adored every minute of it. I think in the same vein you feel about Jungle Land, Damien, I feel they could have done better with the ending. I felt like they kind of like wrapped it up quickly and whatever. But the movie gave me enough that I'm like in deep, right? Um, and I sincerely love this movie. And this is where Renata and I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Renata is like, I like that movie, but Jungle Land was the winner. I picked right. <laughs> um, and I'm here to say The Wolf of Snow Hollow is a better movie for me. We call that confirmation bias. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I needed to tell you guys that story to know what had happened and how we got to Jungle Land. <laughs> Listen, I'm okay with Jungle Land. I'm glad that uh, so far Renata is one for one for me. Um, so maybe we can play this game of just sending our trailers and saying which one should we pick. I mean, it can't um, be any worse than what we've been doing. <laughs> um, the last things I want to I want to cap off my my what I've been watching with um, are some couple of simple stuff. So first of all, you guys have already been talking about it. I went through and I watched The Queen's Gambit. 
I quite love this show. It's, it's a really good show. They be playing chess. Um, yeah, that's what I, chess. Yep, chess and drugs. Um, <laughs> it's it was weirdly it was weirdly um, nostalgic of me to hear people say things like Capablanca and Sicilian and all of say all of the chess words, uh, all of the openings that I know. Talking about Queen's Gambit declined. And I'm like talking about taking a file. I'm like, oh, I remember those days. Chess openings, <laughs> you sons of bitches. Um, yeah, let's this simple child's game and ruin it for everybody. All right, let's do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like the show. I like um, I like her, the Vivich. I like her. Yes. Um, and I think. I think what I actually really like, like the last two episodes of it, when they bring back Towns at the end and all of and Benny Love showing actually. up, who is hmm? yeah, Love, Mr. And, Love Actually Man, yep, and Benny, who is Love Actually Man. They bring back everybody, yeah. and I really like it. It's a yep. good show. Mm-hmm. They bring back um, one black friend, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Um. But the last thing I want to talk about, which is just a trash movie talk now, right? Mm-hmm. I've gone, you do get, guys, don't, don't watch these movies. Um, I decided to watch, to fill in the X-Men movies I've not watched <laughs> in the last two years. <laughs> oh um, no, so Andrew, watched, no. Don't tell me. I watched both Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. You're a stupid man. <laughs> Regale, regale me with tales of X-Men future garbage. <laughs> so, first of all, Dark Phoenix. Let me start there. Um, this movie is garbage. First of all, I always found it, find it fascinating, especially with these massive franchises that you know will never really end, even when they come to these somewhat um, bookend marks in the franchising, right. where you can see... The contract running out on actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and watch the fox running out. <laughs> Do I have any at this one? <laughs> um, so, spoiler warning for Dark Phoenix. Stop um, it. Jennifer Lawrence dies. Stop it. Right? Don't, don't say things like spoiler. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> and um, Michael Fassbender and. Um, Who's your favorite actor? James McAvoy. Yes. Um, both get a Dark Knight ending where they're off in the in like France's patios playing chess at the end. Of course. And it's obvious that they're like, we're gone for now um, and never to be back. Yeah. Um, which was just cute. Until um, Disney pays us a zillion dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the movie's bad. What? Oddly enough. There were like one or two action scenes that I thought were kind of cool. All right, there's like one train sequence that just looks really cool. Um, and like Magneto is like crushing up the train as he's walking through. It's really awesome. Um, it's weird for me to watch superhero movies in which the villain is played by Jessica Chastain, Damon's next favorite actress. Yep. Um, and I couldn't tell you if these if she was supposed to be an alien. Or if she was supposed to be a tree person from Lord of the Rings. Like the movie the movie the movie just brushes over it in the weirdest way where I'm just like, I don't even know what this enemy is. It's just Jessica Chastain who's not a human anymore. <laughs> um it's dumb. 
Yeah. That so, movie's bad. Sounds good. But you know what's even worse than that, Damien? There's no way. Is X-Men this year. The <laughs> New Mutants. Um, the, the supposed comic book slash horror movie that we've all been waiting for in which right. X-Men becomes a horror story. So they now have different characters in it that no one cares about. Um, like, you have... You have Maisie Williams is in this movie, and it's obvious this movie was filmed like four or five years ago. Um, and you have people like Alice Braga in this movie, who it's been a while since I've seen Alice Braga in anything, I feel. But this movie is really fucking bad. It even has Queen's Gambit in it. Um, the wow. Vivich is in this movie, as plays one of the few X-Men characters I actually knew from this movie, off the bat, she plays Magic, which I feel is lesser known in movies, but she's in the comic books a lot, so, you know. Um, You're just making things up. At <laughs> um, Douglas, it's... Douglas, did you just hear him say there was an X-Men called Magic? You heard yes, it, right? I, All right, cool. I, 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 I did. I figure uh, in the same breath he'll say something like there's a Batman villain called Polka Dot Man. Or... Right, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, Damien, do you want to take a guess as to what Magic's X-Men power is? Um, telepathy. Nope. Super um, speed. She, she's she able to cartoons, summon like right? a, a energy sword thingy and she can like teleport to hell and back. Oh, nice. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you've said English words, but I am I'm so, very confused. About so, like in movies and comic books with that character, like you'll see her teleport, kind of like a kind of mm. like a nightcrawler. Mm. But what she's really doing is she's going to hell and then teleporting back in a different place. So she could quite literally drag you to hell. Yes. And um, when people tell her to go to hell, she <laughs> she goes. <laughs> um, this movie is terrible. Like, <laughs> nope, no. it is it is god awful. Like I, as I tell you, I have like this running list of twenty twenty movies. The movie works really hard to to almost beat. Um, I'm thinking of ending things to be my worst movie of 2020. Oh my god. Right? Like I had to think really hard like do I hate this movie more than Charlie Kaufman? Wow. Um and I think by the mere point that Charlie Kaufman did what he did to me kind of made me just bias it and say you know what the new mutants are not the worst movie of 2020. That is. Uh, but you're the second worst. That is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> the the film is just nonsensical. It's it's one of these movies in which basically the point of it is they're like, all right, we're using all of these mutant characters nobody knows. So instead of like a having Wolverine, Cyclops, and Storm in a movie um, where everyone's like, all right, I know those people. There's no surprises coming at me. Part of the movie is like you discovering what everybody's power is. Mm-hmm. Um, so like magic, like I knew that one, but like the... The main girl in this movie, who I've forgotten her character name, um, I'm now looking Arya it up. Stark. Nope, not Ari. She's not the main person. The main person in this movie is um, Moon Moon something Moon Crest or whatever her 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 X Men name is. Mm-hmm. Um, her thing is like she brings people's nightmares to life, but she doesn't know what her power is. So the whole movie is nightmares coming to life, 
and people being like, where's this shit coming from? I don't know. Um, the movie is just garbage. Like every time something happens, you're like, this movie was made for them to have a young adult X-Men movie and then to murder all of these children, but they wouldn't even murder them. It's, it's, it's a very shitty good. movie. It's, it's very bad. It's why Fox finally looked at Disney and went, all right, just take it. You're like, a pandemic is on. No one will notice this. Um, but yeah, this movie is trash. Um, and wh- and again, why watching... did you do this? Because I don't know, okay? <laughs> I actually watched The New Mutants first because, because, because sadly... I was like looking forward to it a little bit. I'm like, let's see what spin-off X-Men would look like. And then my brain went, I need to double down on this. And the oh. next night I'm like, Dark Phoenix is on is on HBO. I'm gonna watch that. Your brain is like, well, there's no possible way this could be worse than Dark Phoenix. <laughs> um, I'm going to go and watch how Jennifer Lawrence gets out of this contract. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I've been watching what I can only call is New Naruto, but it's not New Naruto. It's a different anime. Douglas, what is happening? Didn't we uh, didn't we do this already? Like yeah, I thought we years agreed. This podcast. What is going on? No more Japan anime. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not Naruto. No dog. <laughs> it is not Naruto. I just call it that because I can kind of switch every character with a Naruto character the kind of story still makes sense uh, Andrew you can't keep doing this <laughs> you're about to have a child don't, please don't do this <laughs> I said that they're bringing back G4 TV and I'm just like oh no this is not a there's a part of me there's a part of me that's just curious enough that I'd like turn it on just I, I'm all, I also kind of want to see what they if they actually go to TV or if it's just a YouTube channel. Oh no! Listen, I'm going to look and see what is on there, but it is I do not expect anything good to come out of this. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. So yeah, Douglas. Yep. Uh, well, you know. It's actually a miracle that I watched anything over the last couple of weeks. But I have watched a few. I'll start with my movies. And by movies, I mean my movie. The one new movie that I've watched this week. I saw a little movie by the name of On the Rocks, directed by Sofia Coppola. So- no. No. Yeah, I have I it to watch. Should I watch it now? It's not worth it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not special. Uh, what I will say is, I mean, listen, if you like Bill Murray, if you like Soko, then try it, right? It definitely is what you expect it to be. Uh, but it's just not that special. Um, I, I, I like Bill Murray in it. He does what Bill Murray does, and he uh, is a little bit, you know, almost like, uh, I don't know, just, he's just the weirdo that he usually is, and that's fun to watch for a little while, but this movie really is not um, that hot, Um, it goes around in a circle and ends where it began, which is annoying, so I really don't care. Um, Outside of that, 
I will talk about a couple of TV shows I've been watching. One, I've watched the first episode of The Flight Attendant, which is HBO's new show. I have to say, HBO is, especially with the pandemic and the fact that it just, and I guess they just started their streaming thing, but just started HBO Max as like, it's not just me taking what's on TV and putting it on a streaming platform. I actually have special content just for this. They're doing it as right as, as anybody at the moment. They have quite a bit of content that just pops out and is HBO Max content and not, oh, this is also on HBO. That is top-notch. Um, so The Flight Attendant is a show with... Kaylee Coco, who is um, the, the lady, Miss Penny, from The Big Bang Theory. But don't let that get in the way of, of potentially watching the show, right? It's like see in my mind. <laughs> um, so I obviously haven't gotten very far. I've watched one episode, but this show is fucking fun right so it's about a flight attendant who is shall we say she has fun with her life right she you, you see her they, they do this montage of her going all over the world getting drunk all over the world having fun going to parties whatever so she's like that person right and the whole setup of the show is that she goes to thailand she goes to bangkok um, and has a dalliance with some first-class uh, liar, right? Patrons. Patron, there you go. Yes, mm -hmm. okay. And wakes up, turns around, and he has been brutally murdered beside her. Ah. She knows not one thing. Here is what she knows. She knows she was blackout drunk that night mm -hmm. and can't remember anything. She also knows it's Thailand. And if there's no, I get arrested, a McBail, or uh, um, you know, get a lawyer and, and think about things. She's like, no, 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 no. If I get arrested, that's it for me. And so she runs back home <laughs> to America in, um, on, on the plane. And then shenanigans, I imagine, will ensue. Um, and, you know, it's it's the, the way they do the show too, it's not particularly serious. I mean, there are serious points, but for example, she is super stressing over this thing and then she goes into her head and talks to an imagine uh, an imaginary dead guy who from time to time is either super bloody or getting up and walking and has blood like has the thing oozing out and telling her like, yo, dude, listen, you know I'm not real, right? Mm -hmm. And so I like where they're going with this show. It might end up to be just not that good, but kudos to HBO for, for trying some, some fun shit. Um, and finally, there's something I, I want to talk about. Uh, and I don't know how to make you people watch this because I know Damien does not, like, there's no way Damien is going to watch this. But I stumbled across something on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It just came out this month. 
And I fucking love this show. Now, hold on. I'm going to have to go back to my notes to actually know the full name of this show because it's a little weird. It's a little crazy. The name of this show is Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Andrew, Damien, have you even heard I've of this? I've seen clips of this. Okay. Damien, do you know what this yeah, is? I saw like a yes. It's about like people playing board games and <laughs> wanting to murder each other. Yes. This is a sketch comedy show with its three Australian guys, mm-hmm. Zach Broden and Mark. And they're apparently huge. Like, the three of us, we don't know him because I don't know. I actually don't know why we don't know Australia. It's not even Australia. I've done some research, Damien. They are fucking huge all over the world. (laughs) Also, it's 2020. (laughs) Yeah, also it's 2020. (laughs) Um, Are they 2020 huge or are they like real huge? They've been huge, like they've been around for a while, for at least four years. And they have done worldwide tours and they have like uh, mil- uh, almost a million followers on their YouTube, whatever, and millions of views. And what- apparently, they are a thing. I am happy that Netflix has shown me that they are a thing because I am now going to like try and find what else they've done. But their sketch comedy, it feels to me, and it's weird for me to say this because it's been so long and I really never paid any attention to it. I don't know that I actually watched any of this show, but in a way it almost feels to me like, um, oh, all of a sudden the name um, has left me, the Canadian sketch show. Um, I, I, I can't remember, but it's... It's like weird, almost like how Monty Python is weird, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just absurdist sketch comedy that circles in on itself almost like on a minute-by-minute minute basis. And the people that they get to come in, it's like Scott Ackerman is in a couple of the episodes. Um, they actually have Homelander in this show, which... I thought was hilarious and also made me realize that Homelander is actually Australian. Yes, he's also Australian. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it makes sense. Hire a criminal to play a criminal. Makes sense, right? (laughs) Um, But guys, this show is... And I think it might just be me because I know I have a weird sense of humor. But this show is so funny. It is... So just, it goes places where you're just like, what? I mean, Kristen Schaal is in this for half a second. Um, it, they seem to have a lot of cameos in there. Yeah, I thought the truth. Um, but the truth is, the cameos are actually just cameos. It doesn't feel like they're relying on them. Mm-hmm. Like, when it happens, you say, oh, look at that. But for the most part, it's the core of them. It's the three of them. And they they live and die on the strength of, of, of that team. And they're, they're amazing. Um, I really want to, like, if, I, I would love to, to know what you guys think of the show. But I, I barreled through it and wanted to press play again once it finished. But yeah, that's, that's what I've been watching, not much else. 
That's it. Damon White. Yes. That's um. It. All right. Speaking of things people shouldn't watch, uh, there is a there is a man who is uh, somehow immensely popular as a comedian. I I don't understand. No. Why would you have watched that? Because I was bored. <laughs> why? Uh, I saw. Is he in his living room? Yes, he is I in his living room. As many fucks as his <laughs> title gives. Yes. Right? I just like to say before we go any further. Yes. I hate everything he's ever been in, movie-wise, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I did watch one stand-up I thought I liked. Yeah. No, I don't so, remember the title of it. So, um, Andrew, it's not that he is devoid of jokes. He has jokes. Yeah. I've seen his stand-up specials. They're fine. My issue There's no is that... comedian that, that's never made a funny joke. That doesn't happen. No, no, I, yeah. no I have proof that you're incorrect, sir. Who is that? Who, who, who is that, man? I have a laundry list of comedians. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never even been joke adjacent. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but anyway, Kevin Hart, like... If you know who Kevin Hart is, it's already too late. You've probably seen the special. But for those who are on the fence by some miracle, don't watch this. <laughs> There's not enough jokes in there. Um, I don't know. I, I don't understand what what's happening. Listen, I don't... I get that someone has to be uber mega popular. I just don't understand why he's the one. I don't get it, but... He's the Dane Cook of our time. No, he's the Jeff Foxworthy um, of our time. <laughs> I think I think he heard that like Dave Chappelle was doing shows in cornfields and went, I yeah. can do that too, but in my living room. It is inexplicable. I don't understand what is happening. Um, oh, but... does Dave Chappelle's 17-minute Instagram clip count as something that we watch? <laughs> uh, I didn't watch it, so the answer is <laughs> probably. Right. It's 2020. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Anything you feel like. Um, I watched season four of The Crown because season four of The Crown came out. Um, it has it has my favorite person um, in British history in there, uh, the Iron Lady herself. Um, I was explaining to my mother that when she passed a few years back, uh, people had parties in the street. Mm-hmm. Because British people are the worst people, <laughs> and they really Absolutely. hate that woman. Yeah, <laughs> they don't like her at all. Um, yeah. No, she, she, she wasn't herself a fuckulogy. Yeah, as I she wasn't a nice person. <laughs> um, but having grown up around a lot of women that I saw. A lot of her personality shared in the women I was raised with. I kind of understand how she became that way. To become the first woman, president, prime minister, emperor of anything. Mm -hmm. The only way for you to do it is to be a man. And you have to be the best man. Which doesn't leave a lot of room for you to be nice. (laughs) And so she was not. And... She was vilified for it in a way that no man will ever be because this world sucks. Um, but it was nice seeing their interpretation of her 
Um, it was nice seeing the interplay between her and the queen. Um, and so, listen, if if you, if I say season four of The Crown and you haven't seen season one, you're never going to watch this. <laughs> this is just a reminder for people who uh, were planning to watch The Crown. The Crown is back. You should watch it. Yep. Um, I can't wait to do to the crone what I did to um, Don't Nabby, yeah. where I skipped the show and I just watched the finale movie, and I'm like, I don't know who these characters are. <laughs> this movie doesn't make sense yeah. to me. Let's, let's complain all the well. Yeah, it's such a dumb, dumb movie. Um, I rewatched season one of Fargo uh, because season one is still the best season of Fargo, and it while I do enjoy Fargo as a series as a whole. Um, none of the other series had um, a bad guy which was so uh, lovingly represented as the first season. Um, everyone in season one, um, with the exception of the chief, well, the, the chief at the end, um, are the worst people. <laughs> there are no good people in Fargo. That is the where the dark humor comes from in Fargo. Everyone's terrible. Um, but season one is... It's glorious television. <laughs> uh, if you're on the fence about watching Fargo, um, unlike the Queen, there's nothing I can say to convince you to watch The Crown. Sorry, not The Queen. The Crown... Fargo, if you watch season one of Fargo, you'll wa- continue to watch Fargo. Um, and I rewatched it, and it's every bit as good as I remember it. It's uh, truly uh, one of the best TV shows um, out there. Um, outside of that, it's bad TV, like really, really bad TV. I watched... I, I don't know if I told you I finished watching um, the Ratch TV show. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to. Um, Andrew was right, it is pretty, but there's nothing. I don't know. I don't like, know. All right. All right. The and to Ratched. bring up Ratched. 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 Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Damon's been a jackass. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The, this, the I'd like to put as like a counterpoint to that show, um, to be the show Douglas and I are watching, The Undoing, which has like one episode to go, mm-hmm. right? Ratched felt like it wanted to be like that trash novel of a TV show, but it it like and I mean the guy who makes those shows like he knows how to like ramp up the ridiculousness and all of the pulp neat factual pulp elements of his tv shows to make them like fun and amazing um but something about that show just did not work in that factor the undoing while a bad tv show knows how to be a pulpy shitty tv show and it's doing that well right um and it's sad in 2020 that we can have this ratchet versus undoing and netflix lose again in my head at least (laughs) Netflix taking another L. Um, outside of that, it's been me watching S- Sports and the Mandalorian. Like, <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I listen, I'm just passing time because uh, Expanse will come back and then I won't have to talk to you people again. I don't need you people for friendship anymore. I'll, I'll be watching. What's it? No, I have four seasons of Expanse to start watching basically tomorrow. <laughs> so that I can get season, Damn, I can be ready for right. season five in like six days. I <laughs> so, can do oh, in six days. I, I don't even know when. When is, when is season five? <laughs> season five start like December, like the first week in December or something. Uh, Ooh, so, I can start watching that again now. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, Let's do that. Uh, so I'm the only person like dying to oh, watch the new Fincher film, I guess. December 16th. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, so I have two oh, weeks. I have two weeks to watch four seasons. Uh, that's too much time. I want to watch Mank. I'll watch. Quick Mank. question: yes. Do we rewatch? Do we rewatch the movie before Mank? What movie? No, absolutely not. Rosebud. Do we watch movie. Rosebud again no. before Mank, or are we no. like just going into Mank? Just going into man. There's not enough cocaine on earth. <laughs> I've been toying with rewatching that movie for the last like few years. What are you trying to prove? Um, that I'm better than you. Sure. Uh, well, I can't tell you no, you are. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you know that movie is ba- it, it, it's bad. It's a bad movie. Uh, it ticks every box for a movie you don't want to watch. Again. We, we did this already, Andrew. We went down the road. Don't do this. I'm just telling you, it's been on my mind. And Mank is like I mean, pushing me more. You did you did recently watch the two worst X-Men movies of all time. So I don't know what I can say to make you not do this. But you probably shouldn't do this. Jennifer Lawrence dying was very satisfying. No, it was, Andrew, you were just so glad to see anything happen. <laughs> and you're just like, boy, she's sick and tired of making this. Andrew, when it's the kinda, actors are tired of making the movies, you probably shouldn't watch the it's, it's hilarious to see characters change from like how we viewed them mm-hmm. like in the beginning of the series. And I'm no longer talking about Jennifer Lawrence, but like take, for example, um, in what I like to call Wolverine Two and a Half, which is the days of future past Mm -hmm. when we were introduced to um quicksilver in that movie and we were like all like oh my god that scene's amazing i love how they played with the character and they did all of that stuff and in in this movie he just kind of feels like a throwaway person who they're like okay we can have a slow-mo scene and it just feels like oh this should be like on the cw this should be beside flash and then you should have a joke of like flash and him racing that movie was terrible. I think I'm just trying to say more ways that that movie was bad. No, we believe you. I have no, no you doubt don't. That, that movie is trash. I don't know why you did this, though. You you didn't have to do that. What's wrong with this thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only other thing is me playing Demon Souls and sucking. I think that's, I think that's the full title of that video. Game. <laughs> Um, and people are good at for people who are good at those video games uh, I'd like to reiterate um, something that you've heard a lot throughout your lives but seem to have forgotten now that you have the internet no one gives a shit (laughs) about you or your mad skills beating video games just relax no one cares but that's what Twitch is for though 
apparently so. Um, oh, are you on Twitch, Andrew? Can I watch no. you? No, no. no. <laughs> Douglas, I actually made a Twitch account, and I think I used it like once. Douglas? Actually, you know what made me laugh even more? I signed up for Twitch one day and realized using the email that Twitch used to be Justin TV because we had broadcast on Justin TV. Yep. Long before. <laughs>